All right, welcome to Famous First Times. This is a podcast about famous people's first shags. I'm Ian, and I'm here with Dom. Hi, Ian. All right. So we're looking at celebrity sex stories. These are virginity stories, right? Pretty much first times, yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find the maddest celebrity sex stories, and I'm going to bring them around yours. And I'm going to read them out, and we're going to decide if the chat and shit or not. Yeah, yeah. Other thing is that they're all true. These they're from autobiographies, so every word is what they reckon is true. Sounds right, that. Yeah, doesn't it? Okay, in this episode, we're looking at two rock legends known for being top shaggers. Right, well, let's get into it. The first one I brought round for you, Dom, is Anthony Kiedis, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Do you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, the band? I like. I like the Junkie songs, Under the Bridge, and what was the other one? What was the other Junkie one? Is it? I could have lied. My favourite. I like Suck My Kiss. No, I don't the fucking. White, aggressive, funky, <laughs> They're all white, song. aggressive, funky. No, Bolly, Under the Bridge is a really nice, mellow, sad song about his mate who uh, smackhead and died. Oh, yeah. It's nice. So you like him at his sombre, serious... I, I like him. <laughs> I like him when he's depressed and miserable and his friends are dying. <laughs> I like him when he's happy and shagging. Right, give it away. I fucking hate give it away. Well, I gotta, gotta get a body, didn't you? Sometimes I sing that to my baby when I'm trying to feed it milk. No, you shouldn't be singing. Definitely shouldn't sing that to a baby. What do you think of Anthony Kiedis? What's your take on him? Uh, I don't know much about him apart from like his music. Did quite like the Chili Peppers uh, in the nineties. Yeah. Do you think he's a laugh? Do you think he'd have a laugh with Anthony Kiedis? Well, he kind of does his funny dance, doesn't he? And he like he's, he comes across like a bit of a clown, doesn't he? Yeah, and socks on dicks. So funny people do that shit. If I did that now, you'd fucking laugh your head off. Uh, no. You'd think it was a bell end, but you'd I'd leave. I'd fucking leave. I'm going to do it. <laughs> Where's my sock? Oh, I've got a sock here. I'm not going to do it, don't worry. Right. Anthony Keyes, how do you think he lost his virginity? Probably lost it quite early. Good looking guy. Good yeah, and he very like sex was on his mind all yeah. the time in all his songs. So. I tell you what, the sound of the chili peppers give it away. It's such a dry, rutting, robotic. It's not sexy dog, sex. Dog humping sex. It's yeah. that kind of yeah, fast and angry. And yeah, but nope. well, they probably think, oh yeah, animal lust. That's yeah. the sexiest thing that you can have. It's a fourteen-year-old boy's idea of what great sex is. So, so yeah, probably yeah. about fourteen-year-old. Okay, probably trying to. Cop off with someone a bit older, like maybe like backstage at a gig. Maybe got one of the early groupies mm. to like nosh him off or something like that. Quick shufty in the back of his car or something after the gig. And I don't reckon he was ever. I don't think he would have been in a long term relationship. I think it would have been someone he don't know that well. Yeah. Okay. Should we should we have a listen? Should we ever see what it was like? Really? Okay. This is from Scar Tissue. Anthony Kiedis' autobiography, which was published in 2004. So I'm going to just read this word for word. What does Kiedis sound like? Oh, proper... Wayne's World. Yeah. As soon as I moved in with my dad, (laughs) the idea of having sex became like a priority for me. Actually, the anticipation of these desire and the infatuation with the inevitable act had been like rolling long before I got to California. But now I was 11 on the cusp of 12 and it was time to act. Girls my age at Emerson wanted nothing to do with me. My father had a succession of beautiful young teenage girlfriends whom I couldn't help fantasizing about, but I couldn't quite get up the nerve to approach them. 
Then he started seeing a girl named Kimberly. Kimberly was beautiful, soft-spoken 18-year-old redhead with a snow-white skin and huge, perfectly formed breasts. She had an ethereal, dreamy personality that was typified by her adamant refusal to wear her glasses despite terrible nearsightedness. I once <laughs> asked her if she could see without them, and she said that things were like totally fuzzy. So why did she wear the glasses? I really do prefer the world unclear, she said. One night, shortly before my 12th birthday, we were all at the rainbow. I was high as a little kite on Qualud, and I <laughs> and I got up the courage to write my father a note. I know this is your girlfriend, but I'm pretty sure she's up for the task. With the fucking eleven, you. So, if it's okay with you, can we arrange a situation where I end up having sex with Kimberly tonight? He broke the deal in a flash. She was game, so he went back to the house and he said, Okay, there's a bed, there's a girl, do what you will. My father's bed was bizarre to begin with because he had piled four mattresses on top of one another to create an almost throne-like effect. He was a little too present for my taste, and I was nervous enough as it was, but Kimberly did everything. She guided me the whole way, and she was very loving and gentle, and it was all pretty natural. I can't remember if it, like, lasted for five minutes or an hour. It was just a blurry, hazy, sexy moment. <laughs> <laughs> It was a fun thing to do, and I never felt traumatized then, but I think subconsciously it was probably something that will always stick with me in a weird way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't wake up the next morning going, geez, what the hell was that? I woke up wanting to go brag about it to my friends and go find out how I could get the arrangement happening again. But that was the last time my dad ever let me do that. Whenever he had a new beautiful girlfriend, I'd say, Remember that night with Kimberly? How about if he'd always cut me off? No, no, no. That was a one-time deal. Don't ever bring that up. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Some of the details in that was just so crazy that he'd put that in. A bit about wearing glasses and a, like, preparing the world... Hazy. Well, for that, it's like a weird poetic, not yeah. that poetic. Maybe he like, he, he like, that's his way of humanising her or something. Yeah, and justifying it. Like, well, she didn't see age, man. Yeah. It was just a number to Kimberly. The thing that got me was his dad's bed was bizarre. It was like a throne because it was just four matches. Yeah. That's not a throne. That's disgusting. That's a tramp. Why that's a it, fucking tramp. That's time. not going to make it any more comfy that's just like a bonkers thing that someone who's just lost a mind would do <laughs> you know putting yeah. an extra mattress on top of your bed that's like all oh, right you must have thought but you must have done that and then it's just can't <laughs> stop getting mattresses every time he goes like oh where's he getting like, mattresses where's he stealing he, the mattresses from yeah or he's like no one amongst his mates is the guy who wants mattresses so if you're getting rid of one it's like oh I think his dad will, will <laughs> take that off, yeah.
I can't remember if it lasted five minutes or an hour as well. Did it fuck last an hour? <laughs> can't remember. Yeah, you can't remember if it lasted five minutes or an hour because Indeed. it didn't last either of those things. <laughs> yeah, and you're still trying to like kind of brag about like how he could have probably been brilliant at that. Yeah, at 11. Yeah, that's just before his 12th birthday, isn't it? And it's like, one night shortly before my 12th birthday, we was all at the Rainbow. It's rain. That sounds like a really wild rock club, <laughs> yeah. like in the middle of like LA. Like the like 11-year-olds in there. It's <laughs> bullshit in here. Because like, he doesn't need to pretend he's 11 when, he get, when, he, when this happens. He was probably like 15 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, why would he want to, people to think he was 11? What was the line about his dad was a bit too present for his liking? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a vague statement, that. Was his, his dad just leaning over, watching? That's the inference in that. He didn't mention it any other time. It, it seems like his dad was watching. It seems like his dad was there. That's, the, the that's exactly what I thought as soon as I read it. Yeah, if he didn't want you to think that, he should have clarified. <laughs> dad was a bit too present in my mind. I was I couldn't help thinking, oh, is my dad's going to be all right with me shagging his girlfriend? <laughs> he's not even a fucking pubescent, is he? He's pre-pubescent no. and he's shagging. It's a brag. It's a big, weird, lying brag. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? There's another story. But apparently his dad was friends with Sher. Yeah. Sher, believe. And she came round one day, she was babysitting him, when he, I don't know, fucking, probably eight, he was probably eight in this. He's, yeah, Sher came round and had a shower, just Anthony in the house, and he said he watched her having a shower, and she <laughs> saw him and invited him in, and had a shower <laughs> with him. How old was he meant to be there? I don't know, I'm going to guess eight. Well, I can imagine Cher, she would have been in a kind of hippie heyday then. Yeah, because it must have been like, the 60s, early 70s, 70s I think it was. Yeah, yeah. so... Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves show. Yeah, so she would have been like, this is just nakedness, man. You can just, you know, yeah, hey, you want to join us being naked? That's cool. Doesn't have to be sexual. Like, and slimy little key this. Just <laughs> like, fucking hell. <laughs> get to see Cher's tits. That's amazing. But he, he also claims that he does end up shagging Cher at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> to show she was laying the groundwork. <laughs> horrible. Horrible story, that. There's... No one comes out well in it. His dad is the worst in that. Yeah, stood over a monkey, possibly. <laughs> it's inferred. <laughs> All right, who have you got for me? Slash, Slash from Guns N' Roses. What do you think of Slash from Guns N' Roses, Dom? Well, I like, I like Guns N' Roses. Uh, it's a... What do you think of Slash as a man? Yeah, he's an interesting character. He's like... He's got that look, hasn't he? He's got the top hat, top hat. the glasses, sunglasses, um, and the hair. Big and perm, black hair. Always exactly the same, like, leather jacket and Les Paul. And mm. he's, he's not changed. It's like 40, 50 years that he's been... It's just never deviated from that look. I've never seen him just, like, dressed down or just, like, you know, just trying out a, a new thing. He's always that same guy. Is he a bit... Is it something to do with him? <laughs> Yeah, he's ever had short hair. He doesn't need to have short hair. Just, like, put a fucking different hat on. Maybe that's maybe you'd still be in Guns N' Roses if you had, you know, a bucket on your head or something. The thing is, Slash does seem like a really... He seems like a simple man, but he seems really laid back. He doesn't yeah. seem like someone who'd upset you. Axel and... uh, upsets people yeah. all the time. Yeah, he's an irritable... But, um, yeah, Slash, you'd think that he just, like... He just likes his, like... 
Jack Daniels, same time, every night, his little rolly, and just, yeah, just being a bit inoffensive and just like... You know he was born in Stoke-on-Trent, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so he was born in Stoke. He's just another one of those grim, grim cities. I don't know how old he was when he left. Quick look. We've got Wikipedia open here, so we're just going to have a little look. Look, there's a picture of him as a child, and he looks exactly the fucking same. (laughs) So he's not just had that image while he was in Guns N' Roses and beyond. He's had it since 1965 when he was born. Five-year-old when he joined his mother in Los Angeles. Right, okay. Oh, so So, he was brought by his dad and his grandparents. In Stoke. Yeah. People who are brought up by the grandparents are weird. Nan kids, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> something really odd about him yeah nan, nan kid is like a proper term like a diss in it yeah um, so he's a nan kid so he moved to LA when he was five so he's got a bit of stoke in him probably doesn't factor that into his personality at all does he <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have any fondness for for he really doesn't know anything of it he's probably forgotten all about like the north and all the grim shit he had doing the fucking what was it early seventies as like a, a wee lad, and so late sixties in northern England. It what yeah, it wasn't Carnaby Street. It wasn't the swinging sixties in the north of England. It was this was like ginnels and pie bombs and dog shit, white dog shit, all that shit. So what do you reckon a slash? Dumb, just really dumb. Because I never liked Guns N' Roses that much. Oh, and come it, on. No, I have uh, November Rain and Sweet Child of Mine, but... You like all the big ballads, the epic seven-minute yeah, songs. Yeah, I don't like him when they you don't like Night Train. Rock. I don't even know Night Train. I don't... I'm on a Night Train! <laughs> I'm looking for a student, but I'm on a Night It's about heroin. Right, I, I like You it. like songs about heroin, don't I like, you? I like Anthony Kiedis being sad about heroin. I don't know if I like slashing Guns N' Roses having a good time on heroin. Go around a lot of people like this. Rock dudes, and they've got a snake. They're into fucking reptiles. Bog standard rock dudes. You used a bog standard rock dude, weren't you? I was into the doors. I had a bit of a. You had your velvet jacket, and you liked you liked rock. All right, it's not about me. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, run away. You, you might not have liked Guns N' Roses, but you was you was a, you was their target demographic. Yeah, but I was more into the. Jim Morrison, I know, I know the doors are an embarrassment, but they had a little bit of art to them, a bit of psychedelia, oh, a bit yeah, of poetry. Cool. There's no poetry to Guns N' Roses. Oh. There's no poetry to Guns N' Roses. Slash didn't write any of the looks anyway. It's, uh, not, yeah, it's yeah. not his fault. Uh, to me, Slash is just your bog-standard, small-town rock guy. And okay. I don't think they're awful people, but they, they bore me a little bit. Anyway, how do you think Slash lost his virginity? Oh. Take, take a guess. Oh, I think... Um, Long-term girlfriend, like, really formed bond with her. Mm. Uh, maybe waited quite a while until, you know, if he's if he's quiet and shy, maybe he's sensitive. So you think wait. Slash was insecure? You think Slash, young Slash? How old do you think he was? Oh, you... At least 18. 18? You think, you think teenage, late teens Slash was insecure, bit shy, nerdy? <laughs> yeah, I think... Uh, Long-term girlfriend, they both waited till they was ready. I do not think he had any rock star in him when he was a teenager. Yeah, and he would have been like kind of, oh, doing, doing sex, but like, uh, no, I don't think he would have been comfortable enough around like people who don't know to have sex with him. God, you really, I'm 
Slash on a donor. <laughs> I just <laughs> don't respect them going slash. I can imagine if Slash was in here now, it'd be like kind of head down, Tolkien is rolling really fast, going, oh, I don't know these two, what the fuck? I don't know what Stoke's like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we'd be like, you all right, Slash? Yeah, yeah, mate, yeah, yeah, fine, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see Slash, I can see Slash being shy. And he's just necking his Jack Daniels just to, just to feel like normal. <laughs> So you all right with that, Jack Daniels? Yeah, yeah, rock star, innit? Just just chugging it back because I'm a rock star. Is it not because you're too uncomfortable around other people to uh, to interact with them without drinking you? No, no, just be a rock star, innit? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, should we, should we have a go? Do we see what, right. what the, the truth is? Okay, uh, so this is his story. So this is how he lost his virginity. There's a, quite a few stories in this one, but this is how he lost his virginity. This is from Slash, uh, his autobiography published in 2007. It was written with Anthony Bozzer. So he's from Stoke, yeah. Yeah, Slash is from Stoke. My first girlfriend was named Melissa. She was a cute kind of chubby girl with great tits. <laughs> <laughs> Who was one year younger than me. She was 12 when I was 13, and we lost our virginity to each other. That isn't shocking by today's standards, when teens engage in very adult practices earlier than ever. <laughs> Fuck. But in 1978, she and I were ahead of the curve. Most of our peers were still French kissing. We both inherently knew not to mess with a good thing, so we stayed together on and off for years. The first time we did anything was in the laundry room of an apartment building, which was on the first floor in the back of the building. She jerked me off. It was a first for both of us. Eventually, we moved it to the one-bedroom apartment that she shared with her mum, Caroline. <laughs> Unfortunately, the first time we did, Carolyn came home early, so I had to crawl through my little bedroom window with my pants around my ankles. <laughs> Luckily, the bushes were forgiven. <laughs> right. right, let's just have a look at this one for a minute. Right. It doesn't make sense. Why, why is he climbing through a window with his pants on his ankles? Right. First off, why has he got his pants on his ankles when he's shagging? <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just take them off? Why don't you just be full nude? Full just, nude he doesn't paint the fucking comedy picture that he wants, though, is it? Exactly, yeah. He wants a fucking... Maybe he was trying to get them on and then just didn't have enough time. Bollocks. I thought about this, right? So they're on his ankles. <laughs> it takes... Half a second to pull pants from your ankles to you cover your balls. Right? <laughs> There's no way that it, he didn't have time to pull them up. Pull them up from the ankle to the waist. To, to the groin. It, it doesn't, you have thought about this. Yeah. He, he's, he's trying to make like a comedy scenario and it comes across like Benny Hill. It comes across <laughs> it like Benny 70s Hill. Benny Hill. And that, that last line is, well, luckily the bushes were forgiven. Like, that's his great sign-off, his big witty thing. Yeah, what, he could have broke his legs, couldn't he, if it weren't for them bushes? Oh, I thought I had the idea that it was like a, a cartoon where he's kind of walking out to the side with with a big bush oh, covering right. his dick. He was thinking of his modesty. Yeah, yeah. How old was he? Yeah. 
Uh, it was 13. 13. But that brings me to another point. This chapter starts with this line. Once I was 12, I grew up fast, I had sex, I drank, I smoked cigarettes, I did drugs, I stole, I got kicked out of school. Blah, 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 blah. Once I was 12, I had sex. And it, yeah, in this story just here, he says he was 13. There's already lies, Slash. He's uh, already fucking full of shit. That's a good point. So, um, so he's already creating this, like, glamorous rock and roll mythology, like, of himself as, like, this rebel who has sex, like, underage. Before he's even a teenager. Because, you know, they're already fully formed as a rock star when they leave the womb. So yeah, saying that she had great tits as well. She was she was a year younger, so she was twelve. And he's is is an is a what year was this autobiography? Uh, Two thousand and seven. So he was a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, fifty. Describing year old a twelve-year-old as having great tits. You know, he's so divorced from the emotion that he felt as a kid. And all he has to, all he all he's got is this rock story of him like having a bonk. So mm. he's, he's not he's not saying how he felt or anything. It's all like I had a bonk and it was like this. Yeah, it was a rock star bonk. It wasn't just a normal awkward little fumble. Yeah, they're just like two kids feeling their way through the adolescent minefield of burgeoning carnal curiosities. Oh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Right, going back to this Benny Hill scenario that he's mm-hmm. set up for some bizarre reason, because he's in a stoke, I want you to read this other story, which he says a little bit... OK, this is Slash's own words again. Yeah, and, it, and he's on about his mate Stephen, who is Stephen Adler. I think he's a drummer from Guns N' Roses. I don't know. He, he was a member of Guns N' Roses. But yeah. Axel. But that's the Steve. Yeah. But then again, Stephen would always get involved in the situations like that, and they often didn't have a happy ending. In this case, he was in the middle of screwing Clarissa when a gay roommate walked in on them. She threw Stephen off her, and he landed hard on first on the bedroom floor, and that was the end of that. Right. <laughs> so he's saying, what, what's the setup there? Right. Again, it's a cartoon-like thing. So someone walked in on him shagging, <laughs> And for some reason, this Stephen falls off the bed on his dick. Hard on first. Yeah, like he's balancing, like some kind of yogi. No other limbs are touching the ground, just his dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, hard on first. Yeah, so he's landed straight on it. Doesn't happen. <laughs> you've got, you, you can put your hands out. Yeah. Or you can just or legs. turn a little bit to the, so he lands on All his you ass. have to do is have a bit of your body that is longer than your dick to like break your fall. <laughs> If I fell out of bed, I don't. <laughs> I've never fallen on me dick, hard like <laughs> straight on it. Never, and I don't get why he's doing it. I don't, what, what's what's his motivation here? Mm. I suppose it's because the truth is kind of boring. Someone walks in on his on Stephen shagging a girl, and Stephen stops shagging the girl. If that's yeah. the story. That's the truth. He's got a punchline, and it is breaking his boner. And but he would have gone into loads of detail about him going in hospital and like. Yeah, you'd have had a broken dick, man. It was, it was yeah, what happens when you break your dick? Do you know what? I think some kind of like, like not a bone, but like a white, big, thick tendon. Like when it snaps, it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so we've got one more story from Slash's early, early sexual exploits. Uh, this is just a little bit after Melissa. He kind of sacks Melissa off. So he's still a kid here. He's still a kid. He's still 13, I think. All right. But yeah, so... 
I must preface this next story by saying that the relationships are never easy, especially when both parties' bodies are young, inexperienced and raging with hormones. Melissa and I really cared for each other, but we still broke up and made up often, usually as a result of my commitment to learning to play guitar overshadowing my commitment to spending time with her. At this particular point, we were apart and I had set my sights on someone we'll call Laurie. She was a significantly older, very obviously out-of-my-league figure amongst my circle of friends, Laurie had incredible tits, long brown blonde hair, and wore really thin strap low-cut tops. <laughs> <laughs> they were so sheer and loose that her chest was far too easy to see. Like me, Laurie was recently single. She had broken up with Ricky, a typical surfer boyfriend. I was determined to be with her. Finally, she invited me over to hang out one night when her mum was going out of town. I parked me back on the lawn and I followed her upstairs to her room. It were years ahead of my comprehension of cool and groovy at the time. She had scarves over the lamps, rock posters everywhere, a round stereo and tons of records. We got stoned and I intended to play it cool, so I flipped through her albums looking for something to impress her. I recognised rocks from Kevin's party a few weeks earlier and I put it on, ignorant of the fact that it had been playing non-stop in my subconscious since the moment I heard them first two songs. Once the opening shrieks and back in the saddle filled the room, I was transfixed. I listened to the record over and over, crouched by the speakers, ignoring Laurie completely. I forgot about her altogether, as well as whatever intricate plans I had for the evening. After a couple of hours, she tapped me on the shoulder. Hey, she said. Hey, I said. What's going on? I guess you should go on now. Oh, yeah, okay. Rocks is as powerful to me today as it was then. The screaming vocals, dirty guitars and relentless grooves. Like that, right, I'm going to interrupt He just goes on and on, boring on for ages about how much he loves rock and how rock's the biggest thing in his life. Yeah. What a load of bullshit. Again, again. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You don't go into someone's house and just forget that you're there to shag them and listen to some fucking half... That's the power of rock, rock isn't it? Well, yeah, if you slash... This girl isn't just going to watch him for two hours. <laughs> two hours. Yeah, she and says two hours. How long is this record by fucking... Who is it? Sarah Smith, yeah. yeah Sarah right. Smith. But he was listening to that... What is it? A fucking 40-minute album. So he's listening to that three times in a row, ignoring her completely <laughs> while she's waiting <laughs> in a strappy top to get off with him. <laughs> and he's just like... Just staring at the speaker. <laughs> this is him again, isn't it? Bit somewhat do with it. <laughs> Bit socially inept. Yeah, it really is. Just like staring at me. Are you alright? Like, yeah, yeah, just just listening to rock music. <laughs> I just want to come over here and just have a chat with us. Yeah, yeah, just give us a minute. I'm just listening <laughs> to guitars. <laughs> I think what we've learned from Slash's autobiography is that Slash has no social skills. So, at least as a 13 year old yeah I, I think that carries on to him now he doesn't seem like a, a wit a classic yeah, wit the, the, the whole 
way he describes like even this one with the like you know just going on about like how the, she wore low cut like strappy tops and stuff it's, it's, it's beyond lascivious it's, it's it's unsettling it's and she's 17 so she's still underage but you can tell slash He's like, oh, yeah, remember. He's still the- rubbing his fucking knees at 50 year old, <laughs> thinking about these teenage girls that he was trying to get off with. And this one, he didn't even give a fuck about her at the time. <laughs> yeah, he was yeah. too busy, like, listening to music. Yeah, but yeah. now he's, like, looking back, going, oh, she were up for it. Uh. He's a dirty old man. But it's, it's how, part. like, as an adult, especially with all the persona that you've built up and incorporated into, like, what you're wearing, this this image that it needs to project. It must be so restricting to be a rock star that you have to have that image all the time and, like, how to absorb just this normal, childlike kind of behaviour into your rock and roll story. Yeah, it's got to make it cool. Can't just be a normal, clumsy, awkward situation. It's got to be cool because he's slashing. It's, it's got to be, be rock cool, and roll. Just like and, his he, and he's the, the point he's making in that one is that the power of rock overcoming and he couldn't <laughs> shag because rock was too... Po- and he's like saying that rock's more important than women. He was probably him. just too nervous, wasn't he? Yeah. He was like four years older than him. <laughs> And he was like, I'm 13, I can't do this. Can you imagine, what would you have been like at 13? I would have been staring at a speaker, hoping that the night would be over. (laughs) (laughs) Pretending I was really into this shitty album by Aerosmith. Yeah. (laughs) You can't admit that when you slash. Really did want to have sex with her, but like... I was scared shitless. I was just like... I was out of my element. I was out of yeah. depth. And stoned as well. You said you got the yeah. stoned. Yeah, it, you got the fear. Slash was cabbaged. Slash was not in that, <laughs> Slash not in that room. His penis had shriveled up into the tiniest little nubbin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's just hoping that she'd like just go and like make him a sandwich or a milkshake. Or <laughs> yeah. Right. So verdict. Uh, scale of one to ten. What what's on the bullshitometer? <laughs> How much bullshit? Is All right, I mean, talking? I think I think that you think most of it is bullshit, just because of like the comedy details it's thrown in. But I think the bulk of it, I think, is like kind of believable to me, just because okay. I think. Him not having sex with a seventeen-year-old definitely happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's not lying about I that. I think this time him having sex with the, I did say probably a long-term girlfriend. And these two had been going out for a while. Yeah, yeah, so I think yeah. that's real. Um, jumping out the window before anything happened, probably real. But he had his pants on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What would you give him on the bullshit scale? Oh, you need a ten. figure. Yeah, right, I want a figure. Okay. Um, I think four, three and a half, four. Mm. I think most of it's true, but he's just embellished it. But yeah, I think I think I think slash. Yeah, he's he's added a bit of colour and detail yeah. to make himself cool. But it's the facts, the bare facts of it are probably true. Probably was the yeah. main thing. Although we did lie about his age. When I was twelve, I was shagging, doing drugs. Yeah, yeah but it's still so maybe part. yeah maybe a four on the bullshit yeah. scale. Yeah, just for taking off a couple of years. Okay, final question. Does Slash pass the woke test? Is Slash woke? What, you mean like woke, like he's... Is he respectful to, to women? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Is no. Is he a respectful man? No, he's, 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 he doesn't talk about women in a respectful way. Even like, as a pension-age old man, he's still leering about underage teenage girls' tits. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got... He's, 
He's got that 70s rock mentality bored into his very being, and that's not going to go anywhere. It doesn't matter how old he gets. He'll always be, like, bigging himself up um, as Mr. Sexy Man. With a weird punchline to every story. <laughs> Some weird he'll, British he'll, he'll always have that little bit of stoke in him where he has to <laughs> make everything a bit stupid and comical. <laughs> but mainly, he's Mr. Sex, sexy Rock Man. And um, women are just passing character in his rock and roll adventures. Mm. Slash is not woke. Slash isn't woke. I heard, there we go, Anthony Kiedis and Slash. This was a Give Over production. You can email us at fft at giveover.co.uk or ring or leave a message on 07896 Yeah, if you're a celebrity, you want to get in touch and tell us your story, do. Or if you've just got any good stories about shagging a celebrity, just get in touch. If you like what we're doing as well, tell your mates, leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcast, uh, subscribe and that. We're on Instagram at Famous First Times, it's all one word. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube and it's Give Over, all one word on each one of those. Music and artwork by Dom.